0: NBA, you can talk shit. You man. can Here talk. You. You, have you ever talked shit to an NBA? Have you ever yelled something out at a Knicks game and gotten a look from a player yeah. that scared you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, this is many years ago. I made a mistake. I uh, I shouldn't have done this. Uh, <laughs> no, I like I you I had to a few in me. Yeah. And it was, I think it was a preseason game. Correct. They gave me the seats that were up close and they were playing the Wizards and John Wall had been out for a while and he just come back and i you know i was like fuck fuck the wizards i was like john wall you've gained a lot of weight i'm yelling at the free and he and he hears it and he just looks at me like and then I read later, he has like all these problems with depression. I was like, oh, oh fuck, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. What did I do? Yeah, you don't want to
0: read that scouting report. You don't want the mental health scouting report. I contributed report. to-, yeah. to you know, Do you also know he's bulimic? And you're like, oh <laughs> god damn it. Oh god, you're like, Lou, well, you fat so well, I came up during a different type, a type of fandom where like oh, you in were
1: the 90s, you could be ruthless. And now, you know, uh, you read about mental health and they're like applauded I'm like, but it's killing our insults, yeah. You know, there
0: was a moment my uh, at my high school. Our basketball team was really good, yeah. And JV would play before varsity, and you would have to go to the JV game if you wanted a seat in the gym because it would it would just sell out, and so you would have to like go early to the JV game. And when I was a sophomore, that was how I started making friends with older classmen. Was I would go and talk shit to the players and be funny. And then like older, like older guys on the football team would be like, oh, that's really funny. And then you'd like sit with them and talk shit because you could get reactions out of people. And JV. It's satisfying. Dude, JV. I remember. Especially it's
1: like comics. That's all we can contribute. Yeah, that's like, it. I, there was a point. I wasn't playing, good at football. Well, there
0: was a point. of playing, I was good at making
1: my teammates laugh. Exactly. And, and there was a point when you even playing video games for me. Like I, there was a point where I stopped caring about the game. and I started focusing on the front office. Yeah. Like I'll like rebuild the Knicks <laughs> yeah. in GM mode
0: because I'm not like, I'm like, yeah, fuck, I can't play that's yeah, so funny you know? and then you're like and then I'll put the game on and watch <laughs> I'll watch how they do look at all my men running around but you know what the
1: worst thing I ever did in association with the garden ever was they asked me to do a, a benefit once and it, it was like it was like a something for the New York Rangers okay and I'm a I'm a hockey fan not the way I am basketball but yeah. I, I like the Rangers for sure
0: and well you're a true New Yorker so you love the Knicks the, the Rangers Yankees yeah and then, and then Jets the Jets are giant, giant. Yeah. But this solid. year with
1: Aaron Rodgers, like when he came, I was obviously rooting for them to be good. Well, you, you want know? New York, I think, wants a good football team. Yeah, for sure. And and, uh, and the Jets are a torture. So you got to kind of sure. get behind just for the sake of the city. But I get in the car. I don't know where I'm going. You know, when you're at that point in your career where you don't even look at the deal, you're just like, yeah, whatever. I'll do it's it. It's a gig. Yeah, it's a gig. So I just got they sent me a car. I just get in the car. I get there. At that I'm point, like,
0: you're just pumped to give you a car. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, hell
1: yeah. This is a this is what is this? Lincoln? This is sweet. <laughs> and then I uh, I get there and it's uh <laughs> we're a Trump golf course in like Connecticut or something. I'm like, all right. And then yeah. I, I get out and uh it's the New York Rangers all the legends are there. I'm talking like Al Troutwig. Remember him? No. He did the Olympics and stuff too. It was like an anchorman character. He came over to me. He reached a scotch. And I was like, oh man, Al Troutwig. I love you, man. <laughs> like I grew up on you. And he goes, well, I haven't seen your work. So my opinion remains to be seen. I was like, Jesus. All, all right. right. A little burned,
0: harsh. Burned by Troutwig. Yeah. He goes, I don't even know who you are, kid, but I'll sign whatever you got. It was it was a
1: weird energy. And then uh, Kenny Albert is hosting. Okay. Great guy. Yeah. One, one of the nicest... Dudes, and he's like, I think at the time, at least, was the only four sport guy. He did like every sport, you know? And uh, he's hosting the benefit.
0: What's the benefit for? I don't even know. I don't remember. Because that's big. Because sometimes you don't know what benefit you're going into. Yeah. Like, I did a gala one time. This is maybe like 2019. They showed me the money yeah what i was going to make and i was like absolutely I'll and you're do like, that. how is this a benefit yeah and you're like this how are they making a, money it's only this? benefiting me yeah. <laughs> and then and it would ended up being a gala it ended up being a gala i wore a nugget shirt and i literally before i did the show Sam, i went like this well i'll bring a button down in case it's like a nice thing everyone was in tuxes and gowns oh, God. and it was for brain cancer it was a gala for brain cancer and before i went up and had to do an hour three of the leading brain cancer doctors in the world, Shredded on guitar, like they played, like they were like awesome, and then they're like dance odor. And they just up there, go my there at the Matumbo shirt, <laughs> yeah. I'm it. up there in the 55 going, You guys ever <laughs> notice pussy gets dry when you talk about <laughs> wrestling? And they're like, What the fuck that is crazy!
1: So you go to this thing, you yeah, don't know what there. it's for, I don't know what it's for, but whatever. It, I it was not, it, I'm bombing. I'm straight, I know Coca Cola was involved sometimes. Did you have to? Here's my question,
0: what were the language restrictions? There was nothing, I could so say they said
1: anything but, can go. I mean, they didn't, they didn't say that, but when you're not told there's language restrictions, you just do You don't things. ask. Yeah. And were you doing an hour? No, it was like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. But yeah. it was a long 10, 15 oh, minutes. yeah. felt like an hour. And I remember Kenny Albert brings me up, and he doesn't know I am or whatever, and I, I, I eat shit, but he's in the corner. He's the only one laughing. And it's like, it's a bag. At one point, I was like, Give it up for Coca-Cola. And everyone, I'm like, oh, I'm bombing so That's fucking so hard. so funny
0: when you're thanking the sponsors. <laughs> and you then, guys uh, having fun? Guys, how good was Coke <laughs> Vanilla? Huh? Guys? Underrated. You're just, you're just pandering. Coke I'll tell you what. Right. I, uh, I find out you're a Pepsi person. I'll kill you. I'll fucking end your life. So I, I get off, and it's like a fancy thing. Uh, man, I was talking to uh,
1: some other Rangers legends. Oh, the, the low point of the benefit was Adam Graves, who I love. Yeah. I I grew up loving Adam I Graves. I mean, he was a that fixture, was my team. Yeah.
0: Fixture on the ninety four. Was he on the ninety four team?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was an all-star that year. Him and Leach and Messier and Richter, I think all four were all stars. Yeah, yeah. So he comes up to me just struggling to find something nice to say, and he can't. What it's the he, worst. what comes out is I love humor. I was like, oh man, oh. Adam Adam Graves thinks I suck. Oh. So that was rough. Oh. And then uh, Kenny Albert was like, come here, come here. And, and we get a table and there's like it's like an you know, a buffet style thing of yeah. like lobster tail and crap yeah, so we're like i'm like all right it's a it's at least a, a yummy bomb yeah and uh we're, we're eating and he was like that was insane i don't know how the hell you did that oh. like which sucks when not i don't know how you did that you were so funny You're like how did you just stand up there and bomb like how did you take that beat but then he was kenny albert ended up being like so cool that he was like take my number like let's let's stay in touch and then i remember when i had that show someone dropped out last minute and i was like can you come do the show? And he was like, "I'll be there." He came immediately. So shout out Kenny Albert, great guy, and unbelievable. Yeah, worth
0: the bomb to have was, a friendship with a guy that you've listened call so many important great guy. games. And his dad is a legend too. I mean, Marv. Marv yeah. yeah. What are you, get? Marv Albert's the guy? I mean, that He's was the NBA voice. The voice of the NBA to me is Marv Albert. He was the man because that's when I grew up watching a lot of NBA. Yeah. When you, when you bomb like that and you make <laughs> eye contact. <laughs> with like messier and he's just like
1: thank god he wasn't there that would that would have been too much although he was at the cellar the other night and was apparently very cool oh really yeah liz uh the manager of the comedy cellar the liz she this is hilarious because you know they think that you're going to get special treatment if you're a big name sometimes but it's like 150 seats in the yeah. room. So they what are they going to do? Kick out someone who already made a reservation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She kind of said to him like, "I'm sorry, these are fully sold out. There's not even a standby. So I can get you into the, like the next show at midnight." And he goes, "That's fine." He shows up to the midnight show. Mark fucking Messier. Damn. And uh she That's
0: said that has got to be so funny cool. if you're doing the midnight show and there's like a bunch of drunk people and you're like trying to get through your bits and you look over and you go like, "Yeah, anyways, did they- is that Mark Messier? That's happened to you before
1: though. Who, who are like weird ones you've seen in the crowd where you didn't know and then you are The like, worst one I
0: had, the worst one I had was, I've told this story before, but it sucked. This is why I never smoke weed right before I go on stage. I'll smoke weed, but you gotta give me like a yeah. 15 minute window to feel the weed before I go do jokes. So I'm maybe, maybe three months past at the cellar. For those of you who don't know, when you get past the comedy cellar, it is. You, were, I think, the first of our friend group to work there. Mm, I think it was like, yeah, out of our friends, I think I got in the earliest. I think so. It was like you and Nikki, and then and then. Uh, well, it was like Schultz, Thomas, Dale, Nikki, me. And then every, and then I think you, I was next after that. Yeah, you then Nor- list Norman yeah. and all of us. It was always Norman
1: was terrified. He was. I remember doing a hell gig in Somerville, South Carolina. And Mark's like, "I'm fucking nervous," and I was like, "You're gonna fucking crush," and of course he did. But uh, he didn't even want to ask. Mark is so, yeah. he's so cool like that where he didn't even, um, I think Amy was his wreck. Yeah, my it was funny because those- I think of, you were half my wreck. I of, I, was, cause I think yeah. Gary Goldman brought my name up and you were kind of like the slide in, like he should work here. Yeah,
0: I remember my wreck was uh, Bobby Kelly and Colin Quinn. I, yeah. I, I think I think that's who got me in. and um, that's, that's a powerful wreck. And I remember after I got into the cellar, I did a gig in Connecticut, and we took the train, me, Norman, and Matt Ruby. And, and me. And you. Yeah. And I remember sitting around telling you guys what it was like to work the cellar. I know. And I think was,
1: Matt recorded it.
0: Really? Don't you think? I think he Oh, yeah. That it might have been on like a... What, what, we did what Joker's a, Wild, which I think was a front... With Fenoya, Yeah. With that biker gang. Yeah. And I just remember the pizza was great in New Haven. Oh, it's the best pizza in the country. And then I remember we got really drunk on the train ride back. Yeah, we drank Jameson. I think I, didn't I bring something? Jameson, you brought a bottle of Jameson. Yeah, and we, that was
1: my move whenever I did a gig on a train ride back. I'm like, I'm getting fucking hammered.
0: Oh, we got real drunk. And then it was like one of those things where we got back and we were like, where should we go? Cause we're drunk and we're back at Penn Station. So <laughs> a couple months into me working at the cellar, I had just started doing new stuff on stage. Cause you do your act that kills when you're in there. Cause you want to be cemented as like, you want everyone to think there. that you believe sure. that, like everyone to be like, Oh no, he's good working here.
1: And you want everyone to see you
0: kill. So it was yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah. And you know, when you get like two good new jokes and you lead with them, cause you're like, Oh, I love these. You're like excited to show people. And it's just so you, to keep you from going on autopilot. Yeah. So I'm like, I have these, and they ended up, I think being in my like Comedy Central half hour or whatever, or it might've been, but it was a, it was my tattoos joke. Yeah. I, re- I just wrote my tattoos joke. Oh yeah, it was joke. like
1: the old people. Yeah, like yeah. tattoos
0: on old people are scary on young people. And it was like- <laughs> What is the soybeans? Yeah, it was oh. a koi fish. Koi fish. Yeah, and like, uh, and it was murdering when I was opening with it. So I was like excited to show people, dude, I'm doing that joke. And this lady gets up. And I go, just offhand, I go, ah, you got tattoos? Is that why you're walking? And she has a cigarette in her hand. And she goes, I'm going to smoke. I was here on Tuesday and you did the exact same set. And I was like, ah. Oh. And I'm new at the club. I'm, you know, I'm still a young comic. So I'm like, um, well, what do you expect me to <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm uh, dude. I am. You're drowning. I'm drowning. Yeah. And at that exact moment, I swear to God at that exact moment, SD and Bill Maher, walk into the room and go to the jumper. bill seats. margos oh really you're oh, doing the same act oh opening <laughs> with the same stuff and i had just smoked a joint with big j like yeah. big j and i were outside i like smoked a joint with him walked on stage and this happens yeah. so i'm like spinning i'm spinning because it's happening i'm spinning because i'm also in the process of getting high like i'm going up i'm like getting higher and higher as this is happening I reach back for like old jokes and I'm just like stumbling through them and I end up having like a D set.
1: There's nothing you can really say because you can't, once you explain it, you're from a point of defense. If you say like, well, this is how you build an act. You're you doing the same
0: set yeah. for a while until you take Imagine it. doing that, going down on a woman and she's like, What are you doing? You're like, Oh, I'm trying to make you wet. And I'm trying this to do this by fingering you it. You pulled like, your tongue the same way on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She goes, You always do this. But it was it was one of those moments where I was like, I'm failing in front of the booker. That
1: same thing happened to me in front of John Favreau, where I did the same set two straight times and he saw me do meh two straight times in a week. And I know where was this? Caroline's was the first one. It was me and Michael Che opening for Kevin Nealon at Caroline's. I think he's friends with Kevin Nealon. Okay. And it's like, I fucking love John Favreau. Yeah. Like, swingers? Are you kidding me? That was I mean- like- Iconic to me. And then, and all the stuff he's done, he's, he's directed like, so much good stuff. Yeah. He's and, and dude, his episode of the Sopranos is one of the funniest yeah, ever, but yeah, I see him and I was did like, did
0: you see him in the crowd or did you know he was there before the show? I saw him after the show
1: and she so pulled a really awkward move cause he was younger at the time. And he was like, we should all get a picture together. Like all of us, and you could tell he was like, ugh, he did it. So oh. somewhere there's a picture of all of us, and he was, you know what? He was like nice enough, <laughs> but uh, neither Che or I did well. So it was one of those things where, where like, he was uh,
0: like, a, it was a it was a charity event. He was yeah. like, I'll
1: take a picture yeah. with you, but he wasn't like, oh, these guys are cool young comics. I don't think. And then, and it sucks. It's like I, I didn't. Say, I'm a fan, but I'm like, I didn't say any of that because yeah. like, what does he care?
0: Unless you kill when if you have a, if you have a good set, yeah, you have the right. Cause then the, it, the footing changes yeah. and you can go like pretty good at this, huh? You know what else is pretty good? Swingers. <laughs> Maybe that's, yeah. I you guess. know who
1: else's money? Me. <laughs> um, no, but he, w- we, uh, we did all weekend and they were all hot shows and that was like the one dud that he came to on the Sunday. But yeah. then I, that week, you know when you're a young comic you get a lot of fill-in spots like maybe Norton or Colin Quinn can't make it so you get that text from SD. can you do 835 tonight and you're like fuck yes I can yeah I see his face in the front row and again I don't know he's there midway through the set I'm the young seller guy oh. so I'm just trying to Trying to kill. And I did fine, I'm sure he
0: was like, this fucking goon again? He goes, I know these jokes. Yeah, Because <laughs> that's like, you never think about that. When you, If you saw a band again, if a band randomly came on I and you had already seen them and you're like, I don't like these songs, that you'd be like, oh, this right. Is- but if they love the songs, you're like, play the hits. Like, All right, let's but if, go. But if you don't like it, yeah. Um, on the road, I can't sing or I would sing. <laughs> Imagine if I thought I could sing. I would be obnoxious shit. Um Cleveland, Ohio. I'm coming to Hilarities. It's a very fun comedy club and I have a fucking blast every time I'm in Cleveland. Might stop by the candy store, work on this pre-diabetes. February 22nd through February 24th. A couple of the shows are already sold out, but there are some tickets available for Hilarities in Cleveland. Then San Antonio. I'm doing a makeup date at LOL on February 29th, leap day i will be in san antonio at lol tickets available there dan for those tickets cincinnati ohio i'm coming to go bananas first time i've been there in nine years i love that club dan st germain's gonna be with me i'm there march 8th and 9th nailed it i'm there march 8th and 9th and then louisville louisville kentucky comedy off broadway in louisville the birthplace of hunter s thompson possibly the greatest American writer of all time. I will be there on Sunday, March 10th. Sundays in March don't mean shit because football's done. So come out and see me at Comedy Off-Broadway in Louisville on March 10th. So there you go. Cleveland, San Antonio, Cincinnati, and Louisville. All at danceoder.com plus all my other dates. All my dates are up there. Anything booked is at danceoder.com. Go check if I'm coming to your city. Good luck with the rest of your day. And you know what? Don't take anything that people do to you personal. I'm just talking to myself at this point. Because when I moved to New York, I was hacky as fuck. No, you weren't hacky. Well, you're coming that from was, Tucson, so you're doing like road stuff. But you were hacky, stuff. you
1: were young. I mean, that, that, that joke is like a point of view joke from a young comic. I but I like,
0: wrote that Walmart joke here, and I was like, that was one of the first things. Well, jokes. then I, I didn't know you when you first moved here, but that... We when I wrote working. that, I was like, because when I moved here, I was doing like Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous jokes. I was doing jokes that you're like. We were young, man. I know, but you look back at it. Yeah, like, fuck it. Oh. I have friends
1: who knew me then and they, they will say, yell out punchlines of old bits of mine. I'm like, all right, we get it, dude. I didn't come out of the gate fucking <laughs> killer. What but do you, you want did, You
0: were a great writer early. My question is, are there, because we, you know, we talk about comedy. Me and you will talk about comedy for hours. Are there other professions yeah. where they feel this way? Where like is a lawyer like? Do you remember when I argued
1: that I joy, that Joyer
0: case and it was wrong? And I like argued <laughs> that, like do they do do like are real estate agents like? Oh, remember when I said it was a two bedroom, two bath? And like, <laughs> like, do they do they bomb? No, because like, real estate agents just lie anyway. So it gives a shit. Oh but, my god, they go. But, this place is great. The, the haunted houses have been in, on the market the whole time. and They'll be like. It's
1: oh, great, but no, I yeah. I think if you're like a trial lawyer or you're like maybe a doctor,
0: I, I think there's a lot of Dude, doctor, if doctors bomb, people die. Yeah, but I think they, you know, they, I'm sure they make mistakes. Well, did you know my mom used to work for an insurance company that did malpractice? So she would like her company would insure doctors in case there was a malpractice case. Right. Did you know what doctors? And 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 I read this somewhere, so it's real. It had to be real. It was printed. Can but, we get it in real time? Or we do do we fact check? No, do we don't fact check. Right. People in the comments do. Okay. Click the link, subscribe, <laughs> check if my work is wrong. But there was this article about doctors with good bedside manner get sued for malpractice. More less than doctors with bad bedside manner. Yeah. But it's been proven that doctors with good bad side manners. Have more mistakes than doctors because they're making up for something to make it up. It's almost
1: like comics that are overselling a joke. Yeah, right. I mean that makes sense, but I will say I like when a when a doctor has a good bedside manner. I love it. It puts me at ease. I I love it, and
0: I have had. I've always said
1: they should teach a class in medical school. Make it one credit bedside
0: manner. Just how to come in and go like, I know you got, I know you got a lot of worry, but here you go. Or like, like don't come in and just go. Are you ready for the results? zhuzh it up. Oh dude, we should, they should hire us to teach them how to write jokes to go in for bedside man. I have a question actually. This made me
1: think of something. I had a joke idea and I was like, does anyone have this joke? And it might, I was like, maybe it's soda if anyone has this. Yeah. Do you have a bit about how veterinarians have to deliver horrible news about animals and that must be hard because some of them have hilarious names? No, that's a great that joke. That was my angle. It's like you come in and you're like, uh, very funny. unfortunately Waffles has a malignant tumor. <laughs> yeah. Or you say yeah. uh, Captain Peanut Butter, only has three weeks left. <laughs> I love that. I was I like, love does anyone that. have that? Because for some reason, I thought yeah. like if anyone does this, you, you yeah. ever just write a joke and you're like, if anyone's done this, it's this guy? Yeah.
0: Admiral Snugs has brain <laughs> cancer. Yeah. <laughs> And you go like, what? Zuzu. Zuzu only has three weeks to live. And you go like, oh, oh. my God. I, that's it's so brutal. Funny. But it's like a fucking also like. I think vets probably have v- one of the hardest jobs because they you can't. You know what's
1: hilarious? I said that on stage and people applauded. And I was like, I meant veterinarians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, but you guys are better.
0: <laughs> yeah. like you guys are, are but braver. But we do mean, I mean, vets are yeah. braver. But, but it's funny to say vets. It's also funny that, that those are the two groups that get confused. I know. Where you go, either a guy yeah. that uh, liberated Fallujah <laughs> or someone that knows how to treat cat cancer. It's like, how are you guys? You guys do the same thing. You're like, a vet or a vet? You're like, I'm it's a vet. So what true. kind? You go, I killed some civilians. Or yeah. you go, I'm a vet. And you go, I declaw cats. And you go, oh, that's all right. But you, with vets, you can't, they can't talk to their patients. Like doctors can be like, is that hurt? They just have to wait for a thing to try to bite them to be like, okay, so that's where You just feel
1: a lump and you, and you
0: squeeze it. And if they get angry, you're like, might be a tumor. Yeah. Or it could just be a fat deposit. Have you ever petted a dog that you, uh, you have an old dog right now. My girlfriend's dog, but
1: she's a 17 year old street pug with one eye. I love the dog.
0: But sometimes those old dogs, you'll pet them and there'll be a bump. Oh, and she's you're got like, bumps. And, and you're like this. You go, is this, is this bad? And they go, it's water. They just like say something. The dog's like,
1: dude. the other thing. The dog permanently has the tongue hanging out. Oh. It's, Do you ever try to a put a it back in?
0: No, it's fine. I like that the tongue's out, just constantly hanging. She's a mess. Dude, do I love it, her. It just proves when you get old, you have no control of what's going to happen. No. I think she's
1: always had it out. But she, uh, yeah, she's just like. 17-year-old she's dog? She's gray. Yeah. She's awesome. She's got a little chihuahua on her, so she's a real bitch. Chihuahuas are just awful. Dude, meanest. But she's, the pugs are like the warmest dogs. They're like the Chinese emperor dogs.
0: They are, they are like, uh, Shane's got an incredible bit on his special about dogs or Down syndrome, cats or autism. I would say out of all the dogs, pugs are the most down syndrome. I of love all them. The, the the smushed face and just the constant it's loving. Something about the smushed face. And I love. love. You do? The I breathing love doesn't. Well, look, it's it's sad that they have the breathing. Like, <laughs> 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 if you just hung out with a guy that the whole time was like,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you'd be like, "You all right?" And he's like.
1: <laughs> I'm fucking fine. Yeah, I whenever that's I'm like. Dave is my favorite comic. That is. That's hilarious. <laughs>
0: but I never uh, thought of Attel as a pug. <laughs> <where he's like,
1: laughs> okay, no, we, Norman and I describe Attell as a as a cat. Because yeah. he, he just shows up. He's an outdoor excited. cat. He's an outdoor cat. You're excited he shows up and then you get a couple you get a couple moments with him and then the, it's just gone.
0: Yeah, he'll rub under your hand yeah. and you go like, oh, he likes me. And then he leaves. Big J, Attell. Ari Shafir I'm trying to think of all my friends that are outdoor cats yeah a lot of them like big J Ari he, looks like that cat oh it's crazy big J though if you can't find him just go outside and go like <laughs> J he's out there Same with by the way tall. you
1: said friends who can't breathe you just mentioned three of them
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. well they're all smokers yeah Except Ari, I think Ari. Ari smokes a lot. Doesn't yeah, he? he just smokes weed. But with with like um, with the Knicks, when you're getting, I'm always fascinated by this because you drink at a game and you're friends with the guy that owns Madison Square Garden.
1: No, I'm not. I'm you I'm know with Dolan, but I, yeah, I mean, I'm friends with uh, David. Yeah, the guy that yeah he runs he runs the works a, he, there. Yeah, he's a big deal there. He's awesome. getting
0: drunk and going to your friend's work. Yeah, he doesn't drink. It's it's work for him. Yeah, but when you're there, like this morning when you woke up. Did you have the hangover of like? Did I get too drunk Uh-oh. and yell shit out? No, nah, I wasn't bad.
1: I, I, I'm encouraging. I definitely knew I was drunk because I hung it for a second, and Jalen Brunson walked by, and I was like, "Jalen," and I put my hand out, and he high fived. I was like, "Damn, I'm like a fucking make a wish kid
0: sometimes." Yeah, but that is cool.
1: Yeah. Have you met Brunson? I met him at a Rangers game once, and uh, he did was you, he was so nice. Were I, you giddy? It, it was. I'm pretty cool around. Like, there's not a famous dude that I'd be like, oh, fuck, except
0: Knicks, really, because I love the Knicks. You, so it, it, so we've, you know, we've been doing comedy a while. We've been able to do some cool stuff. There's yeah. not one person that would throw you off your game. There's people I respect that I would be like, oh, this is cool, but like- No one would make you giddy. I,
1: I think you, you get excited to meet certain people, but- Even uh, like classic Knicks. You've met them. Yeah. The you only think, one I haven't met is uh, Ewing. Would that make you weird? I loved him. He was a big part of my But childhood. if you just like
0: if you were just like let's say you go to a Knicks game and all of a sudden you're like hanging somewhere and they go, Oh Sam, have you met Patrick? And you turned around and there's Patrick I, Ewing. Well,
1: that would be huge. I one of the playoff games that I went to last year, I was seated next to the Jonas Brothers were to my left. Great. Which I, I don't know uh, that, any of their songs. That's me getting
0: giddy. Really? No. <laughs> that would <laughs> be great if you were closet yeah, Jonas go, Brothers fan. Open the closet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one Brothers. of them's in there. Yeah, I go, I fucking, I, I, honestly, a <laughs> court had to get involved because Joe said I was around too much. <laughs> no, but then they
1: get up and Starks was on the other end. So Starks came over and sat next to me for a, a part of the game. Why did
0: he come over to sit next to you? Because it was
1: open and he's friends with the guy, David. Great. So... There was, there was one big play where we were like, yeah. And oh. then, and then he just went to this and I fucking high fived him. And oh. I was like, this, my childhood dream is, yeah. this is insane. But, uh,
0: if I met Joe Montana, you lose it or Ronnie Lott. Yeah. Uh, You're such a Niners guy. I, I would think if Ronnie Lott was like, Hey, nice to meet you. I'd be like, can I talk about like 40 things with you right now? There, I have a list of, I have a large list of people that would make me giddy. That's why I'm Who, asking. Who give me another Josh Homme of Queens of the Stone Age? Yeah, you love him. You love Queens of the Stone my Age. My favorite band of all time. I don't think I'd want to meet them because I I love them so much. That's how I felt about Adam Sandler, and then he turned out. To oh be, yeah, but then you went on the road. He, he with turned out him. to be the coolest dude ever. Chappelle, I yeah. Chappelle, I was obsessed with. I got to meet him. I don't think I'm giddy about Chappelle anymore. Uh, there's, I don't think there's anyone in comedy that I'm giddy about. Well, you
1: anymore. get comfortable. I mean, like, when a person's nice, they put you at ease. Like, I, I've of course, when I was first hanging out on the road with Adam Sandler, I was like, this is like a dude that gave me so much happiness
0: as a kid. Did you ever bring up, because I, I mean, our generation, Adam Sandler, the yeah. albums, like, people talk about Yeah, those were big Happy for me. Gilmore and, and Billy Madison. They're all gonna laugh at you. I mean, dude, they're yeah. all gonna laugh at you. And I mean, um, what the hell happened to me I think is the reason part of the reason I do comedy. Yeah, it's like classic. I listened to what the hell happened to me so much. The goat, Louis Katz and I were like going bit for bit. Oh dude, the new goat song was so good. That I didn't it. even I didn't
1: even hear it. It's amazing. But yeah, he uh So you are on the t- road t- the only time him. I got nervous with Sandler is like when we would be playing ball and I'm like just you're if I'm balling like, with Yeah, yeah. And I'm like just don't miss an open shot. I'm, I'm more nervous about that than I am, like, the set. I'm yeah. like, the set's going to be fine. God is fine.
0: I put in the hours. But, like,
1: if I'm on his team, so Joe Vesey, you know, Joe. Yeah, yeah, Joe is on the team, too, and Joe's really good. Joe, guys, Joe can really hoop. And what's the team? It was me, Adam, and Joe. We played. I've gone out with him a few times, and every time.
0: Was Joe on the road with you guys, too? Yeah. Okay. So
1: every time, I'm. I'm usually on Adam's team, but then the worst time was I showed up in Vegas and he was. I was playing the win, and he was doing the arena. So I said, "I'm in town," uh, and he goes, "Come, come play ball." So Does he hoop every day? He plays a lot of basketball, um, and yeah, and this time I was on his team the first game, and I was just like a little slow. It's Vegas, you know, I'm a little yeah. off. and i I played like shit. We all played like shit. And then this teams were switched up, and I was on fire.
0: And that's the worst feeling when you're like, you're burying him. yeah, but but he's good still. He's dude. I've watched I've watched clips of him showing up first off. Um, he's my fashion icon. He looks good. I just want to dress that way all <laughs> the time. Just giant sweatpants, <laughs> yeah. unlaced Timberland boots and like a Space Jam t-shirt that's too big. Yeah. I love that he dresses like a like a heroin addict. I love I how he plays too cuz
1: he's like fun to be on the team with cuz he's unselfish but he hits his shots. So he's like he'll do like weird rondo passes sometimes. I mean it's crazy if you miss a shot and have to apologize to Adam Sandler. Well, I, no, he did. well he, he's also just such a feel good guy. So I remember we were leaving one day we were just playing dudes in the uh, in the gym. I want to say it was like Seattle or Portland or something. We found a really nice gym and he's just so cool. I think it was just like whoever's around who can play come by. Sure. So we're doing like th- best three-on-threes. We were 6 and 0 oh against pretty good decent dudes because you know like I played like shit that day, but when I when I'm off I'm like I'm going to get every loose ball, I'm going yeah. to rebound. You're going to hustle. I'm going to hustle and uh, and I hit one Fucking nice ass step back at the end and as we're leaving I was like, I fucking suck today and he goes, but you hit him when they mattered. And I was oh, like Oh my god. He's just god. so he's so positive, oh, you know? my, How
0: did you not jizz in your pants <laughs> at that moment? Like, Thanks, Sandman. Can I call you Sandman? It's funny when you think about like nicknames that you've heard other people call yeah. them. I had a really douchey
1: Well, moment. he'll say it about himself on stage. Dude, the show is so funny. His live show is so fucking oh good. Oh my
0: God, he's on his special that he put out. It's so good. It's great. It's all new now, it's all new songs. So when you go on the road with Sandler, yeah. How did that get proposed to you? Was it like um, he saw you and then he's like, hey, why don't you no, come I, on the road?
1: I met him years ago uh, through my agency. I think he just saw a late night set or something and he was like, oh, this guy's good. Uh, if he ever wants to like bounce ideas or like help me like work on a new set. When you get that call, are you like, are you fucking with me? Yeah, I remember um, I I talked to him on the phone. I was kind of like, that was enough. I was like, first off, he's a dude I was scared to meet because I just have such a high opinion of him. Sure. Um, but I mean, then, he's, he's a legend. But then... Um, but then, yeah, he was so cool. And then, you know what happened? I sent him some stuff that I guess just was like, meh, or just wasn't right for him. But he was like, he was like, I- I'll try some of these, you know. Oh, you sent him some jokes. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, but I think he normally just does his own shit. I think it's just like he likes to kick stuff around. He's a comic. He's a he comic. Likes
0: to talk jokes but, and shit.
1: Yeah, but then. So then, what happened was we were always cool. We'd like message back and forth here and there, and you know, I, I watch all his shit, so I would just send him an email. I'm like, oh, just watch Uncut
0: Gems, loved it, you know. And then, do I you guess, ever? Here's my question: Do yeah. you ever, when you're ever typing those emails, yeah, are you ever like, what am I doing? I mean, what,
1: who's going to be mad at me saying that you like their work? I, I don't yeah, know. but I
0: always just feel like um, I don't want to bother them. Like even people that I'm friends with, one like, sentence like, is a bother. I don't know. I man. don't know. Just like I've always felt like. Uh, Anybody like that? Yeah, I'm of like,
1: course, you have imposter ah. syndrome, sure. But I mean, also, but he was nice to me and he said he liked my jokes. So it's like, what yeah. are you going to do? And then, uh, so you send him that. Yeah. And then, and he was always like very friendly back, like Sammy or something like that. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I told him a story of when I was in camp, we were, uh, I went to like a summer camp one year and we got to see one movie per summer and everyone was like, I wanna see U-571, the, the submarine yeah, movie. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that, we gotta see Mr. Deeds. That yeah. was, I went on like, I got like a <laughs> real high horse about it. I was like, we're not gonna see Mr. We get one movie, we're not gonna yeah. see new yeah. Sandler. So yeah. I was pissed about it. And I convinced the counselor to lie to everyone and say he saw Mr. Deeds and it's the best movie ever. So he lied to everyone. So you,
0: you're like a politician. Yeah. You like got him in on your side. Yeah, That's yeah. your little yeah. house of cards moment. Yeah, and, and everyone listen, was like, well, I guess- I we, need you to do an important thing for me and then this camp is going to be a great summer if it's not Head counselor's gonna think that I had to suck your dick in a cabin. <laughs> and the guy goes, What do you want, Morell? I want you to tell him that Mr. Deeds is the greatest thing ever. Or else these guys are gonna think he, that you molested him. He did it and we saw it, and everyone loved it, so it worked I mean, out. It wor- it a lot of great jokes in that. So I loved
1: Mr. Deeds. So
0: Mr. Deeds Buscemi with the, with the fucking fake and all sharp
1: and weird cameo. It's like there's weird funny shit. All of them. Mac and Row. in great The Mac cameo alone. Ooh, I bombed his benefit once. Did you ever do his benefit? <laughs> It. No. I bombed it there was it was such a bad crowd and I and I told a lady to shut the hell up and McEnroe was laughing I was like I gotta laugh at him that's,
0: about, that's all that matters that's all that matter but in, in any of those situations that what matters is if McEnroe laughed it's just about the small but it laughs. was a
1: bomb and then so then I uh yeah so we were always like friendly but it was never like you know it's Adam Sandler I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bother him past it every like seven month like this you did you know not yeah. nothing crazy but then so the day my Netflix special came out, I was on the uh, I was on the road. I was going from Texas. it's in my opening bit on the road right now. It's about missing a flight. And yeah. it's and it's a it was a hell day of travel. I missed like I had to take three flights to get to Vermont. I missed the show, whatever. And it was just like one of those things where you're like, ah, I finally got the special on there and now it's like the worst day and you're just because yeah, The world
0: was like, Oh, you want a great day? Yeah. Fuck off.
1: So I was I was pretty uh bummed and I was like I was getting pretty shit faced on the third flight because nice. I was like, I missed it, I missed the gig. Veder's yeah. texting me like, we're not gonna, you know, he's in Vermont. He's like, it's okay, buddy. We'll, we'll get here. We'll get dinner or something. And uh, and you're just and getting airplane drunk. We had an airplane tiny drunk. little
0: little bottles of scotch.
1: And I bought the Wi-Fi just to you know text Gary and stuff and and yeah. just you know, I uh, also
0: want to check on how the specials doing. Uh,
1: exactly. So I was I was checking that as well, and then. I'm just getting emails from Adam, like one after another, like watching a special love it. Like one after another, like emailing the way people text.
0: Do you, did you ever get, (laughs) did you ever get too many emails to the point where you're going like, by the third or fourth email from Adam Sandler you go like chill dude
1: no hey, no hey, everyone water, was hey, awesome water boy keep it in your pants <laughs> no every time you're i was like, like this drunk is, and is fucking you're feeling awesome yourself, and you're like, so it's like you get something pulled and then you get back in i was like oh and then he's like can i call and i was like yes so please. when i landed there so he was just like oh. so then it got to a point where he would like he was just like bouncing bits off me, you That's know? Crazy. So I'd be on the, I'd be in like Louisville, you know? Yeah. And, and I get a voicemail like, woo hoo hoo, I got a joke idea, you know? And you'd be like, oh shit, all right. So I, I, I like listen to it and then be like, you know, what I like or what, I, But like, yeah, his, his premises are so weird and
0: hilarious. Like, Have you hung out with him enough to the point where the fandom is completely gone? No, I'll always be a Where like, is. where he's like Adam or something, or like Sandman. Is he now just Sandman to you? <laughs> like, are you just like, yeah, it's my buddy Adam? Like, is, or I'm, are you no, I'm still always like, oh, like Colin Quinn. I still geek out. When I he love texts Colin me. so
1: much. He's he
0: loves Colin. Yeah, when Colin, t- we the all coolest, love Colin. The coolest every, ever comic, saw.
1: every comic. Every comic.
0: Looks like David Tell and Colin Quinn as legends. Which brings me to my favorite thing that I saw, because I don't know Sandler, but one night I was at the cellar and he came in and I remember he was wearing this like Marty McFly vest because it was like kind of cold out and it was back before they did the remodeling of the bar. So the, you know, the table was out there and they had to get by the bar. Remember how it used to be? So he comes over and he sits where the chair is, where you like at the head of the table. It's like layer of layer of comics around him because Adam Sandler's at the cellar. So everyone's like, you know, looking or whatever. And I was sitting off to the side and I see a tell walk up into the olive tree, go to the bar to get coffee. He's got his leather gloves on and his hat. So he's going to go sit outside with his hot coffee and smoke. I see Sandler see a tell walk to the bar. Everyone's like leaned in listening to what Sandler's saying. And he just goes, Dave. And he's like Dave, and I watched yeah, Sandler he, he loves excitedly Attell. get up yeah. and like, mo- like, excuse me, excuse me, like goes over and it tells like, they're getting his coffee at the bar. He's like, Hey, Adam, <laughs> you know, and Sandler's like, Oh, what's up? It made me love Adam Sandler more. How much yeah, he, he loves was excited. comedy, that, the way we but, love comedy. But you you know? don't know, you don't know what these people are really like, and you see him get excited about Dave Attell, and you go like, That's They came awesome. up together, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Colin started with Sandler and Chris Rock. Like in 1984. Yeah. And that's what's always funny is like I had to really keep it in my pants when I would open for Colin. The couple of times I opened for Colin. Yeah. Because I just want to tell him about all the stuff that I know about his life. And, it, and he, at one point we're driving back, we're doing like SUNY Binghamton and we're like driving back and he goes, that's ah, the problem with you young comics. You guys fucking know everything that already happened. And I was like, I know, but I just want to talk and about like, it. And then you're like,
1: okay, guy who has a show about history.
0: Yeah, but he <laughs> understands it. <where> he's, <laughs> no, like, I know. he's like, you guys are all so well-researched that we can't really get away with anything anymore. I feel like maybe, but they were nerds
1: too. Like you tell me Quinn didn't get like excited for like, you
0: know. Well, that's what I didn't know. Attell was a nerd until he did his unmasked with Bennington at Skankfest and I sat to the side of the stage and listened and I didn't know Attell was like a huge Richard Jenny guy. Yeah, like, he used Richard. to open for him. That's what I mean. And he yeah. like to hear him nerd out about Richard somebody? Jenny was great. I mean, joke sad, joke sad joke. story, man. You know uh
1: yeah, Dave loved him and uh I I remember being on the road. <laughs> I remember being on the road with Dave once and he was like uh I was like, who are your favorite comics when you were young? And he said, uh, he said, Bill Hicks and Alan Havey. Alan Havey. Yeah, I love Alan Havey. Dude, Jon
0: Stewart to this day talks about an Alan Havey set from New Year's. Yeah. Like in the eighties or like the late 80s. Oh man. they will be like, it's the best set I've ever seen anybody do.
1: Jon Stewart was a great stand-up. So when he did when he did like hour like that old hour unleavened
0: is is a great hour. He he was the person. Jon Stewart was the person that I said out of all your heroes, if John Stewart's one of them, meet him. Because he came to the cellar and I've never seen anybody as relaxed, cool, nice, and yeah, funny. Legend. He sat at the table
1: and I was doing like- And he loves the cellar. Yeah, like the cellar's, I love that when it means, because it means something to us. So yeah. when, it, when it means something to the, to the
0: legends. And too. I was doing uh, Tom Dustin's room in Key West this is years ago and I was doing like a one nighter in Key West or whatever. And it was me, John Stewart, Michelle Wolf at the table. And I was like, Oh, I got to go to Key West tomorrow or whatever. And he goes, you doing the rascals. And I was like, "Oh, oh I, don't wow. know, I don't know if that's there anymore. I'm doing i I'm doing my friend's room. And he was like, Oh, but the fact that he just wanted to go into like, he's one of us. Yeah. It's cool. It's
1: cool. When one of us is that, is that type of like, cause he was, I mean, the John Stewart Daily Show was incredible. I mean, it's the best. He it, was a. Uh, I, I did a. I, I did a fallout spot on Night of Too Many Stars. The Beacon. I remember. So,
0: I remember when they were doing that. So
1: I. I did a set, and he was hosting. He was very cool, and I. I remember. I was like, I'm not going to bother John Stewart. but We talked a little bit, and I, he was like. You ever play Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle? It's like, of course. But I'm like, I love that. He knows that. I go, I go, I'm not going to lie. Seeing headshots like yours on the wall fucking helped when you were a young comic. But yeah, I love Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle.
0: John Stewart did the thing that I I never, he was... um, like I like bringing off when, when someone is famous at the cellar, I don't want to like ask them about work at work. Yeah. So I try to find something like when, when Schumer would bring Bill Hader around during train wreck, I always used to love to ask him about writing on South park. I didn't oh, want yeah. he just left SNL. God, what a career. Yeah. You? So I didn't want to talk to him about that. I wanted yeah. to talk to him cause I'm a huge South park fan. That way it's kind of like, not as like uh Dick sucky, you know, you're sure. not like, oh, you're unbelievable it's kind of like, hey, you did this. That's yeah. And I just, so Stewart, John Stewart did a spot at SummerSlam with John Cena, because oh Stewart's, God. John Stewart's son is a huge wrestling fan, was a huge wrestling fan. So I was at SummerSlam, because I'm an adult wrestling fan, yeah. peep it, but uh, he, um, Cena did his, his finishing move. He did the attitude adjustment yeah. to uh, John Stewart. <laughs> And so I was like, dude, what was that like? What was that like taking a bump? And it was so funny to hear Jon Stewart be like, it hurts. (laughs) You know, in a very Jon Stewart way where he goes, it hurts. But then the thing that he said about me is, and I I would never think this, and this was such a funny detail that he said, he goes, I'm I'm an older man. He said, when he did that move to me, you knew I was okay. Because the first thing I did was pull my shirt over my gut he was like, I landed and I could feel my belly was exposed. That's hilarious. So he goes, I landed and immediately pulled my shirt down. And I was like, that's the most wow. human reaction I've heard to like a wrestling move being done to you. He had a, he had a joke, Stuart, back in the day about how black
1: people and Jews are similar because, uh, you know, you know, black people, they have the blues Jews. We complain. We just never thought to put it to music. That's fun. You know, it's that's like, I think joke. he goes, my grandmother had a great, uh, jazz <laughs> album. It was called it's too hot in here. That's correct. Per- Perhaps you've heard the B side. Now it's too cold. <laughs>
0: Yeah. kill yeah. i mean just like a perfect clean. he had so many jokes like that where i was like wow i love how yeah. he how he wrote he's a guy wherever he pops up like during the covid thing where he went on colbert and he's like it's in the the wuhan lab and you and you see colbert being like please stop john and you just see him being a comic man like nah, nah i'm going for it i'm going for it he's so good and he uh oh man so I did fights that fights for vets benefits like
1: the 9-11 thing that he did that was incredible I
0: mean all the stuff he does you're just like man you
1: keep- he's beyond like when people try to label him as partisan you're like how can you do that when this is something that's clearly for for everybody yeah yeah he's any like any human would would see you he know? was
0: my favorite celebrity interaction at the seller I don't I so I barely talked to
1: him I had a little interaction with him I probably didn't pick the best set list for uh night of too many stars How uh, did that not go well, well I close on a dead baby joke which I thought was pretty damn funny but I get off stage and uh I see Harvey Keitel and he looks at me like and then I see Steve Buscemi and he's like and I'm like all right well this is rough and then I turn no to my left and Paul Rudd is there and he's like and I'm like, thank God, brud. Yeah, right. I got to Rudd, Rudd was cool as hell.
0: That's the guy well, you want coming love, up to I, like, I, Hey man, I fucking love Keitel and Buscemi yeah, though. Yeah, but Keitel, I could see taking a joke too serious. Do you know Colin Quinn's Copland story about Harvey Keitel? Is Colin Quinn in Copland? No. That's a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, I Stallone fucking rules. If When Colin does this podcast, I will have him tell the story accurately. I'll give you a, a bridge, I'll give you a Reader's Digest version. Colin was at SNL, And him and someone else were writing for Stallone. And they, while Stallone was filming Copland here in New York, Stallone was like, come to set. And then Colin tells the story of a scene that Keitel is in. And Colin was in his eye line. And Keitel blew up at Colin because he was like, who is this guy? Who is this guy in store? Had to be like, oh, hold on a second, he's <laughs> on me. He's my writer. and it's—I'm not going to tell this. I—I I, I did that very. Well, that must brief. hurt
1: because I know for a fact that Colin's favorite movie is Mean Streets.
0: Yeah, so that's got to suck. Well, Colin and I want, like, I want Colin on the podcast to tell the story exactly because he said, like, Kaitel's doing the scene, and you know, Colin. Oh, he's, I mean, I love Harvey Kaitel. So that Colin's was like, going come like on. this. Oh, it's fucking. I think this guy's yelling at me. He's like, also, there you know, like and He's going like, I think this guy's really mad at me. But and,
1: that's like the best actors sometimes—the ones who are just lunatics yeah. like that. Like you saw, remember that Christian Bale
0: oh, thing? Oh, good for you. <laughs> I quote that all the time. That guy. Is clearly a little unhinged, but like, come on! I mean, he's yeah. fucking great. He's <laughs> unbelievable. But yeah. dad, dude, but Kaitel getting mad at Colin Quinn for being in his eye line is one of my favorite stories. Yeah. So I'll make sure that when he's on it, he tells it because he his like De Niro the,
1: bomb story is also the most epic. Well, he, that's like the and craziest homeless story. pimp was just
0: telling me that they he just saw De Niro for the first time since the bombing or whatever since he bombed. Oh, I love that homeless pimp and Quinn are doing stuff together. Oh, it's the best.
1: I think also Colin Quinn cop show is like the most underrated. It makes me laugh. I've so watched. Hard. I think I've watched them all multiple times the Jim Norton episode specifically makes me laugh yeah dude Norton's new material is so fucking good unbelievable I love following him I get to
0: see him every time it's new shit he's always been a guy Jim Norton's always been a guy where his stand-up to me has been criminally underrated yeah obviously he made a lot of noise on ONA and he was like great on ONA but you go watch his stand-up and you're like it is so well thought out and and funny it's like poignant this yeah. new
1: hour without trying to be like. I mean, the, the, some of the bits I'm like, that's like a beautiful bit. Like he, I, I love it. He,
0: he's a guy that I really really see him on the road for yeah, sure. I really look up to because I'll go see him at the cellar and he treats the cellar for what it was. I think we glorify it because of his generation, because of Colin and Jim and uh, and Patrice and Bird and all those guys that we like idolize that mm. were at the cellar. We kind of put it up on a pedestal yeah. what i like about jim is it's the seller from the 90s he's in working the out 2000s. but he's that's gonna work out but
1: that's why i think quinn and norton or a teller are, are the most fun guys to follow there because they're doing so much new shit i i do most of my new shit on the road because yeah. i i like to have the buffer of you know all the old shit killing around it but they don't i mean they don't really care I, yeah i think we we I'm going to be better about it this next day because I'm burning this shit in March so like I'll be I'm going to have to be well I'm at the it. point
0: right now where I'm writing a brand new hour yeah you just taped in Portland right yeah and it's just fun to be like what is this nothing it's fun but it's just so painful every time well I, you know what I did is I went and I did the port in Baltimore which is great it's like an a awesome room ran by a comic it's like a hundred seats. And I did four oh, shows yeah. and I was just like, I let the audience know. That's what know. you gotta do. I was like, Hey, this is all, I just had my, I just had my note cards out. And I was like, S- some of the shows were unbelievable. Yeah. S- one or two of the shows. You're like, I'll see you next time around. And I promise it'll be an act. I think the problem is when you're,
1: when you're working out and like when we were working out at those funny bones that were papered and and people went yeah. there to see us, you have to prove yourself. And yeah. You're terrified that people like, you have the track record now that people know you're good. So you're like, I have to rebuild. This is the process. Yeah. You know? uh, But yeah, there is still that insecurity. Like who the fuck am I to, to do this when they came out, they paid to see me, but you have to get that out of your head and you know, and you, and you cushion it, you get through something else. You start to find stuff that works, but man, when you, when you lose that rhythm, especially with a story, when it's like a man, does it feel there's no ending where you Uh, reach
0: back for something and there's no joke and you go like, uh, There's going to be something there someday. Well, that's why you almost. I don't have have it right now.
1: You need the beginning and the end first because there's nothing worse than. And sometimes you need to strength and ending because there's nothing worse than when you have the story and you're like, all right, let me try this new ending. So now you're waiting seven minutes every night of yeah. buildup and then you're just disappointed.
0: Yeah, just to not come. <laughs> just to be like, and there's nothing there. There's <laughs> nothing. Here's my question to you. Yeah. As friends who have gone together through comedy and both had some success and now we get to do some cool stuff with things that we love. So we're talking about the Knicks. If there happens to be in this season, next season, a Knicks championship yeah where they go on a run i know you'll be there i know you'll be at the home games i'll try hypothetically they clinch at the garden they win the title yeah are you kevin harding it are you able to get onto the court and celebrate i hope they let everybody on the court but my question is they probably won't (laughs) Are you one of the people that gets on there?
1: I think, okay, well, realistically, I think it's going to be hard to be near the floor on a game seven at, at the Garden. At the Garden? So, yeah, you're going to so have like if every I'm in, New If York I'm in the 400s, I'll be fucking thrilled, yeah. and I, I don't know if I'll make the floor, but I don't give a shit. That's, being in the building is all that matters to yeah.
0: me, you know? And I think, would a Knicks championship be more important to you than an Emmy?
1: Oh yeah. I don't give a fuck about Emmys. I mean, like for me, it's like just making a living at this shit and like, and having fans who come to see you on the road and having a good group of friends. Like I'm, I have no complaints right now. I like my life right now a lot, but, uh, yeah, Emmy. No, I mean. But by the way, cut. To if I ever did that, and I would just be like, I trash this. But uh
0: no, I don't. I if don't. If you ever won an Emmy, I hope that the second you won it, you go. I would trade this for a Knicks championship. I feel like Spike if, basically did yeah, that yeah, when he won an Oscar when he was looking yeah, at the Knicks yeah. score. But if that's, you if you did that, I would be like, all well, right, I, Sam. If I, you're I, like, take this back. I want a chip for and, the and Knicks. And by the way,
1: I never will. So it's not something I have to worry about. But I like, don't know I, that man. You're a talented <laughs> dude. I. I'm not going to win an Emmy ever, but uh, I appreciate that. But the Knicks. Hold this footage. The Knicks. Uh, <laughs> HP, hold this footage. <laughs> the Knicks winning a championship would be cool. That's the thing is like, I'm not like a, you know, a greedy fan. Like I am a mentally ill fan. Like I will, yeah. I do expect like, oh man, there was a clip of me. There was a clip of me on uh, Barstool, Big Cat, uh, PM, pardon my yeah. take. Yeah, yeah, That they were killing me because I, I guaranteed Giannis would sign with the Knicks. Oof. Uh, and of course, two weeks after yeah, he re-upped with Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah.
0: I look, they gave him all the money in Milwaukee.
1: But, well, yeah, it, <laughs> he, he runs the city now, yeah. but, but we, uh, I love Giannis. honest I, I Hades and Minaj hosted his benefit. So I got to do a set on it. And afterwards, you know, uh, he asked if I was a Bucks fan I said fuck the Bucs go Knicks I said but I respect your team I like I do respect your team yeah, a lot respectfully I, I mean I loved it was when they had holiday and everything sure. like, I love all those guys Middleton they're great players I, I but when the it. fandom gets in the way I was like no Knicks this- for life and he would look at me like this and I said I'm a New Yorker what do you want from me and, and he goes well you never know where I end up in 2025 and his brother gave me a look like this and I was like they fucking played me yeah they did they fucking played yeah, me I was talking shit everywhere yeah they
0: did they played you they but absolutely- I got it there wasn't like a rumor I got it straight from the guy yeah, he went like maybe we'll have it happen you're going around going it's gonna happen it's, it's like happened.
1: when a really hot chick flirts with you and then
0: you're like oh she flirts with everybody it's the hooters waitress yeah she, he, Giannis touched your arm yeah he went like this and I, I came can i bring you anything baby? and you go i think this guy's into me dude
1: uh yeah so i sounded pretty stupid so i do have that mental illness of, of but i have
0: i have it to where like um when the 49ers schedule comes out yeah like Bill Burr was smarter and he like routed his schedule so he could go to it's games. Amazing! I just make sure I can be at home and watch it because I'm such a psycho that I'm like, I need to be at home to watch the yeah. Niners. And so when people are like, where are you at this weekend? I'm like, well, the 49ers play Saturday night in the divisional game. I'm going to be right here. Because it it is, it'll change my mood. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I mean, look, if the Knicks win,
1: I, I'm, a, I'm a Giants fan. And when they beat the Patriots the first time, I was truthfully like, I'm good for life. I don't...
0: You can't can't
1: top beating Brady.
0: And then they did it again? Yeah, uh, because the 49ers dropped the punt at the 10-yard line. Um, That was that second time, if you really want to get into it. it NFC championship game, and we basically uh, stopped you and turned the ball over on downs, and then we fumbled it, and you guys kicked a field goal, and went on to beat Brady a second time. Congratulations. It was a pretty
1: cool win, there. Congratulations. It was awesome. But... Yeah, Manningham,
0: that fucking over-the-shoulder catch. It was unbelievable. I... Feel the way you feel about the Giants, about the Nuggets. Yeah, I wait. I've been waiting since '94 for the Niners to win another Super Bowl in like such an anticipated way of getting close. That when the Nuggets won it, it was such a pleasant surprise. Yeah, we kept thinking something bad was going to happen with Phoenix or LA, and then Miami. We were like, one of these teams is going to beat us. That when when they won it, I went like this. Now I'm cheering for the Knicks. Now I'm cheering for the Sixers for Jay. Where I'm like you guys, you guys go have a championship, have one. It's very nice. Whereas like if the 49ers win a Super Bowl. Oh, you mean Embiid? You think Embiid? Yeah. But I'm just kind of like my attitude towards I like like Embiid a lot. My attitude's like, hey, you should try winning a championship. I love love, uh, Jokic and Embiid. I love
1: when they play against each other. They're both so great. They
0: they played two nights ago. Um, NBA is so good right now. but But the point I'm making is like, if the 49ers won a Super Bowl this year, Next year, I would have the same passion of like, well, we gotta get another one. Like I, I don't that. have the whole like and I hope I the think Giants we, do great. I'm like, man, no, no, no. We, fuck off. We, own, go we only have Always room We Niners. only
1: have room for that much, right? Yeah. Like, I'll put it this way, like, I'm a New Yorker, I wanna see the Bills win a Super Bowl at some point. I it, just I think their fan base is so hungry and they deserve it. And they're they're great fans. So now this
0: is this is weird situation where because of McDaniel, I have a whole different because you have to, Dolphins have to be your number two. And they are. Yeah. Like, with a bullet. Like, they're, yeah. like, the, the Dolphins. I but now hit. that they're out,
1: can you, can you be like, it'd be cool
0: if the, if the Bills went to the yes. Super Bowl? How, and that shows. And I you, like, I like, uh, That the shows you where my fandom is. Yeah. Because I can, like, let go a little bit and go, like, well, the Bills fan base kind of needs something. They but then fucking at the same, need it. But then at the same time, 49ers are in it. So I'm like, go Niners, burn everyone if down. If the
1: Niners are out, and I don't know when this is coming out, but if the Niners are out. Hopefully they're not. But say they're out, would they're you, who, who, well. so the Niners and the Dolphins are out. Lions.
0: At, yeah, that's fair. Lions or Bills. If it's a Lions-Bills Super Bowl. Oh my If God. the 49ers get eliminated I'd somehow, be happy for either the fan base. Lions-Bills, I'm fine with. I, I, it's the opposite of, um, like when it was the Patriots-Rams. Where right. I was like, fuck both these people. Right but that was before I started dating Katie. Now, hey, go all Boston sports teams cuz I love. Never. But uh, I would I'm not in love with the Boston uh, person. Yeah. But so I, I can would say fuck
1: all Boston teams. I would say And I'll say it to
0: Julian Edelman my friend's face. I will I would say that I am in a position now where like yeah, if the Lions and Bills were in the Super Bowl, I'd be like, this is great. One of these fan bases deserves that. Yeah. But if the 49ers are still in it, suck my dick, go Niners.
1: Yeah, no, I, you're a diehard Niners fan. I respect that, and I, and I get your fandom. Us your fandom like makes this? sense. Yeah, yeah well,
0: as as my therapist says, yeah. it's the only thing my dad and I had. And he goes, that's why all your emotion from your father is rooted <laughs> into a sports organization. Because I'm like, they drop a catch, fuck you, dad, dude. That's the energy I yeah. have. That's the energy I have when yeah. they lose. I'm like, so let me guess. Their birthday card's not in the mail. Yeah, you fucking blow third and 15. It's a wheel route. You're supposed to sit on it as a safety. It's yeah. It's one of the best offenses I've ever seen. It's fun. We have a very, 49ers have a very fun team. Um, this talk makes me excited and nervous. Football I Football playoffs, it's about- there's something about it,
1: but I will say the most, excited i get like you were talking about the cold there's something about a playoff game in the snow and i know you hate the patriots but like that patriots raiders game it was unbelievable Brady that won,
0: launched the dynasty that was the tuck rule that game. was a pretty cool yeah like just the look i remember packers giants yeah oh uh, my god farve's last game at, at lambeau let me tell you something about that game Favre's
1: last game for as the packer amani tumor who was one of my favorite giants ever yeah i remember so he did my sports show when i had him on and i asked him about that game and it's one of those like urban legend it just becomes things just become myths whatever so i say is it true that you took red pepper flakes on your socks and it was so cold they would like melt in your from the sweat it would melt in your feet to warm them up and he goes that's completely untrue so it's like you hear this like cool like weird i don't know i just thought it sounded like if i
0: met ronnie Law and he still had his left pinky because you know (laughs) the story that he broke his finger and they were like well you can't play it and he's like cut it off and he, I he, didn't know that. Yeah, he has half of his left pinky because <sighs> against the Giants, I think it was against the Giants, he broke his finger, and they were like, "You can't play." And he's like, "What if you cut it off?" And they're like, "What's up?" When <laughs> he's like, "Cut it off," and they're like, "I guess you can play if we cut it off." And he's like, "Great, cut it off."
1: Did Did you know? Um, I'm sorry. Was that was that. That's it? it. Oh well, he Julian Edelman told me that he took. Uh, Rice's daughter to prom yes I know that story hilarious Uh, that Jerry Rice opens the door shirtless? shirtless to fuck with him yeah can
0: you imagine if your hero shirtless being like it's like what what are you gonna do to her well you're also taking like a ho- you're taking his daughter yeah, and Julian's a good looking dude. Yes. So if you're Jerry, I understand why Jerry Rice did that. I'm taking rice. He's a good looking dude, but he
1: also doesn't have the ego of a good looking dude. Yeah. Weirdly, even though he's ripped. I mean, I used to change next to him for the shows and I'd be like, this isn't bad. This is That's humiliating. So funny. But goes, do you
0: want me to wash your shirt on my
1: stomach? You're like, thanks. But he had a lot of good-looking dudes on his team, yeah. like you know Brady Let's Amendola. Talk about how hot
0: the Patriots were! Can't they, he get in here. There was she a lot. Of, through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. There was a lot of and handsome. She's like, dudes. I'll let you know who was fucking hot on the Patriots. Well, Brady was out. Was the king hot? Just, but also by status. But then you also But got, Amendola's a handsome dude. What about Wes Welker?
1: Those eyes. Yeah. Well, they were, were they were on the same team, but. Edelman kind of took his
0: spot yeah I know but I mean like you look at all the handsome boys the Patriots have had I think Walker's kind of like a hillbilly I think no he's not he's the no. man he's the receivers coach for the Dolphins oh is he all right, I made that up. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Wes. Wes, you're a handsome boy. I'm just complimenting McDaniel's whole staff. And another thing, Vic Fangio, what a f- what a welcome when you... he was on the
1: Broncos. Yeah, he was the head coach. Is that weird for you? Because you're kind of part Denver fan. I, would, I,
0: I the Broncos were my second team, but yeah. now they've been erased. But remember the, the Manning
1: Broncos when they had man, well, that team was. Well, so... You
0: got to remember, Vic Fangio was the D coordinator for the 49ers when we yeah. went to the Super Bowl against the Ravens, which might happen again. The Ravens are sick.
1: Yeah, dude. How about Stavros is like the king of Baltimore now. He's like fucking Jim Carrey in Baltimore. He's
0: like he has. I I went by his house. Yeah, when I was doing the port. Oh shit! I stopped by Stavi's house. He's the king of Baltimore.
1: Yeah, it's funny. He'll 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 do phone calls with me sometimes. I'm like one of his phone call like his walk phone calls and. Uh, he just, it's not even fun talking to him cause he's getting stopped every 30 he seconds. And I have to hear people, be like, you're my favorite. I'm like, how about you call me like in a, like walk down an alley or something.
0: Shane. Yeah. When, I, when I'm on the phone with Shane Gillis and he'll like, we were, he like lives in the burbs in Austin now. I can't like, believe he moved to Texas. Yeah. We were, we were on, he never liked New York. We were taking a, we were called, we were just like talking about something random and then just out of nowhere, this guy's like, Hey, 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 sorry, man. I hate to bother you. Uh, just big. F-. And he's like, "Ah!" Oh, hey. the other conversation leaves or whatever. Shane goes, sorry, that was the UPS guy stopped his truck and ran over. And I was like, that's hilarious. That's a fantasy oh as God. People are on delivery routes and they're like, hold on. I got to fucking bother this guy. I love his cast. Um, I love you. Thank you for coming by. No, this is, I rarely
1: want to do a podcast, but when you text me, it's like one of the only times I get, uh, pumped you know yeah. and also you're in the hood so that's huge Dude, you just write down the block this is just nice come over and
0: hang out is, seriously let's yeah. fucking hang it was great yeah. we'll, go, we'll go we'll find a good diner i love it let's go like
1: halfway and we'll find a place halfway in between let's do that
0: yeah let's do i that. love that i love that for, for, for like post spot meals or good stuff diner let's do it huge You rule. You rule, man. Sam Marill, check out We Might Be Drunk. You gotta come back on soon, man. Yeah, check out all of his specials uh, on Netflix, YouTube. This guy's one of the best working stand-up New new one in March. We're taping, so. He's unbelievable. He's one of my favorite joke writers. You were
1: so fucking, man, we did that gig in, in, uh, canada you were killing so, it was fucking so that hard. was so fun to watch that was you. fun
0: man you're and nick offerman who's like the coolest dude what a great gig that was a fun gig and that was something that i thought
1: might suck and ended up being fucking fantastic. it, it was awesome and the fact that nick offerman is like has like a 5 a.m pickup and he's like i'll drink a i'll drink a scotch with you guys Can like, we, sam and i thing. are
0: both witnesses to tell you that nick offerman fucking rules he's the coolest dude he's he's a great dude yeah. and we had a fun hang with him yeah you're the best you're the best dude